welcome back to another episode of Raw Before Christ. And in our previous episode, we spoke about sexual desires and we kept going back to desires and how they match up with what God wants for us. So Mm -hmm. it's only fitting that we do that episode. So I'm going to start off with (laughs) (laughs) reading Proverbs 19 verse 21. And it says, many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Let us pray. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to sit and to talk. Thus says the Lord. Mm-hmm. Lord, I pray that you will touch our lips, that you will touch our mind, Almighty God, to just be in sync with your Holy Spirit, God, that we will be able to minister to your people in this platform, Almighty God, in this different forum, God. I pray that you will just be with us, anoint our lips, God, that we will speak everything that you want us to speak. And I pray, God, that someone will be blessed through our testimonies and whatever it is that you want us to share. So, Father, we give everything to you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. 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 And I have (laughs) a guest with me that was in the previous episode. Her name is Shahana. Hi, everyone. Good to be back. Yeah. Yeah. So, do we jump right in? I don't see why not. Ah, jeez. <laughs> Her notes that she has here it says desires. Am I aligned with God's desire for my life? Are my desires what God wants for me? Hmm. I feel like those are questions we ask a lot. Well, Ear. that's <laughs> Ear. Those are questions I ask a lot. Um, if we're truly passionate about serving God, we want to know that we're doing his will. Yeah, we want to make sure that we're living the life that he has called us to live and not out here doing our own thing. Like Paul said, (laughs) I can do whatever I want. No. No. (laughs) That ain't it, sis. So, um, any believer who, as we were saying earlier in, well, in the previous episode, any believer whose desire is to truly be surrendered to God, um, they're going to question, you know, am I doing what God has called me to do? Am I living the life that he has, you know, designed for me? How can I, if I'm not, become aligned to God's desire for my life? Read that scripture again. For uh, Proverbs 19? Mm-hmm. Proverbs 19, verse 21. Many are the plans in a person's heart, Ooh. but it is the Lord's purpose. Purpose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that prevails. Okay. My study notes gives a little thing here, and it says, a wise person commits his or her plans to the Lord. Mm-hmm. A person whose plans oppose the Lord may actually become God's enemy. Ooh. Brev. Ooh. <laughs> but the person whose ways are from God will certainly succeed. 
Bruh, it gives reference to a person who opposes the Lord. And that's in Psalms 2, verse 1 to 3. And I want to know who that is. Let is me that go David? <laughs> it, it's hard to think that that would be David because we was saw it? how it? much David desired yeah, <laughs> God's plan. Yeah. Psalms 2, yeah. verse 1 to 3. All uh, right. Psalms 2, 1 to 3 says, Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed saying, let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. Why do the heathen rage? And why do the people imagine vain things? Because their desire is not to please God. Yep. The notes here says, David, who is the author mm -hmm. of this psalm, was probably referring to the nations that confronted him and his legitimate heirs to the throne of Israel. But the, the Davidic kings were mere shadows of the coming great king, the Savior Jesus. Mm -hmm. Consequently, in a larger sense, this verse refers to any attack on Jesus and his divine kingdom. This assault occurred in its most dramatic form at the cross. But resistance to God's kingdom has continued. Mm -hmm. And we see it today. Amen. And it goes back to, to the note that you read earlier. From verse 21. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That says that you're God's enemy if you don't if you desire. If you oppose mm -hmm. what the Lord. <laughs> Bro. <Bruh. laughs> I guess I could start. Um, I didn't want what God wanted for me. How did you know that it was what God wanted for you versus what you wanted for yourself? Because it came later. Oh. <laughs> but like, I grew up, as I said, I, I was born and raised in the church. I got baptized at the age of eight. It was my decision. I knew exactly what I wanted. I knew that walking with God was just some... First of all, God had to grab me from that age because... <laughs> he was like, yeah, no. You come right here. <laughs> because he knew. Oh, my goodness. That if he didn't do that, my life wouldn't be his. Right? So, growing up in the church, um, I would receive a lot of prophecies. Like, people would come and people would prophesy over my life. Um, that I would become a pastor, and, bruh, even though really? I love, I loved, there was something about when a woman preacher came to church, mm -hmm. listen, nobody can talk to me, nobody sits next to me, if a woman is preaching, I am there, <laughs> I am there, I am zoned in, in fact, a woman preached the night that I got saved, Wow. and, I love her. Like, she is someone, I, I even call her auntie. It's a whole Jamaican. You're so Jamaican. <laughs> auntie. Auntie. But um, she's someone that I look up to in ministry. And even now, like, Sarah Jakes Roberts, yo. That's I mommy just, for you, right? That, that's my spiritual mom. She doesn't know that, but just so you know. 
um, I look up to women. Pre- not that I, first of all, my spiritual dad is a pastor. So I don't look specifically mm-hmm. yeah on men preachers but there is just something ever since growing up about women preachers that gra- there's something you that can it, relate it just yeah i didn't know that <laughs> spiritually i guess the holy spirit was saying yeah you can relate but i didn't know that so just hearing all that and knowing that i would first of all i was not a person who liked speaking mm-hmm it's funny how God is using me now Ooh. and how I come across as bold and Ooh. all of that to everyone. But it's the Holy Spirit because... It ain't you, sis. <laughs> <laughs> My friends and those who know me or knew me or whatever it is mm-hmm. from then would attest to say that even if I'm called up at church to sing, I remember one Sunday... I was called to sing and my dad had to stand next to me and I cried <laughs> so much. I was singing and I was crying and I started the song around five times oh <laughs> because I was so shy at school. People would call me, you know, I would have presentations and stuff like that and I would be standing behind everyone else tall, Look at you now. as tall as I am. <laughs> Standing and hiding behind everyone else because I don't want to be out there. I don't want to be in the spotlight. And I'm still kind of like that because I, uh, as much as I'm doing this, I really don't like the spotlight. I'm just ready to just, you know, but I have to do what God calls me to do. But when I was told of all these prophecies and stuff, it kind of scared me. And I said, no. Me? No. I will not be singing and leading any worship. (laughs) I will not be up there speaking to so many people. No, because that's not my desire. I want to be a lawyer. That's what I wanted to do. And then I wanted to join the military to be a military lawyer. Mm -hmm. So that's what I had planned. But if you look at it, though, being a lawyer is going to require you to be out front. Yeah, but like, it was not the plan I had, okay? (laughs) I just knew that I did not want to be preaching. That's just that. I feel like from an early (laughs) age, it was almost innate for you to be in the spotlight, for you to be speaking to people. Even though in your mind, you're like, nah, that ain't for me. Mm-hmm. God was like, yeah, no. Exactly. So even your own desires somehow reflect Lined God's desire. God's yeah, desire. Bro. <laughs> I, yeah, my desire in so many ways was never to, mm-mm. I wanted to fit in with the crowd. I wanted to go against everything and rebel, but I could yeah. never. Yeah. Because that's not what that's God, not what God <laughs> wanted for you, man. Mm-mm. You can go ahead and share yours. Um, my desire is something. <laughs> Listen, I, I, like I said in the previous podcast, it's going to be different for me because I wasn't even thinking about God's desire for my life. I just knew what I wanted because that just wasn't in my line of thought. I was just, you know... It it wasn't in your spiritual peripheral? (laughs) I didn't even have a spiritual peripheral. I was just out here, bro. But I wanted... Basically, everything that I wanted for myself kind of just came full circle once I became a child of God. Um, I tried so many different things. Like, I started a degree in marketing. 
I <laughs> am a teacher professionally. I there are so many things that I started and did. I just never knew that what I wanted versus what God wanted. But for what me. if God wants you to be a Bible teacher, like a Bible school teacher, and He gave you. And he gave you, because I, I, find, I find that, all right, so I remember being at school um, when I was on campus, and the couple came, and they were like polar opposites, mm-hmm. like she's the one who's preaching and all of this, and then there's her husband, master's and PhD in mathematics. Bruh, and he didn't say anything. And he was like... I don't understand why God would want me to be with someone who is so much in ministry. How is this going to... Not just that. Mm-hmm. She's a missionary. Oh, Lord. So how, how do I... How, how, how does this come together? If, if, if I go back far enough, how I even became a teacher, um, I was working in accounts. Yeah, I did that too. I was working in accounting and... I remember I was moving, so all my bo- all the boxes that I had had my books from high school and all of that in there. And I was going through one of the boxes, and I found a journal that I had in high school, probably like when I was 15, and this was 15 years later. And I looked through it, and there was a note that said that I would apply to one of the most prestigious teachers' colleges in Jamaica. And that's what I would do. So 15 years later, I found the diary, the journal. And I was like, (laughs) by this time, I had applied to the college already. And um, I didn't get through the first time or I had deferred my studies because student loan and whatever. And I was like, whoa, so maybe this is really what I should be doing. This is after the attempted master, um, after the attempted marketing degree and other little (laughs) projects that I did. And I was like, all right, so maybe this is really what I'm supposed to do. And then I did my four years in college, and I was like, yeah, no, I'm not going. I'm not gonna go into the classroom. I, yeah, I couldn't see myself in the classroom. I loved teaching. I love, you know, helping others and stuff. But to actually, uh, maybe it's the the climate in Jamaica as it relates to the classroom climate, like thirty children to one teacher Yo, i was like i don't it. think i'm gonna Woo. be impactful in this space and maybe my teaching practice experience was eh, low-key traumatic <laughs> so i was like no i don't feel like i'm gonna be effective in the space if i were to be in a classroom with 30 odd children and you know i started working one-on-one with children who are autistic and I, I loved it I was like yeah this this is the one-on-one is what I love and then here I am now a uh, child of God a uh, Bible student <laughs> yeah I don't know what God is doing <laughs> so my desires at the time were never I didn't think of what God desired for me at the time all I was doing was just living my life and doing what I thought was best for me. And I knew that having a degree in something that I liked would kind of make things a little bit easier, not knowing that God was actually aligning things mm-hmm. because it, it was through my college program that I got exposed to so many different things. It's why I'm where I am right now. The, the word that 
is used in the verse is that it's purpose. Mm-hmm. It is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Mm-hmm. And as you're talking and I'm thinking back on, I remember when I was in high school back in Jamaica and you get to the 10th grade where you're supposed to choose what you're going to do moving forward. <laughs> I remember how much I hated business. <laughs> I remember how much I hated sciences. But give me humanities. And it was just what I loved. It's what I excelled in. I loved reading. And then I look at it now. And a lot of the things that I did back then, it's funny that I'm in Bible college now. And I'm seeing them coming back. That's how the Lord works. So, <laughs> purpose. Every single one of us has, has a purpose on our life. Mm-hmm. When we answer the call of God, and it isn't until we fully walk into that, that purpose and call of God that we begin to see the purpose coming full circle. Because for me, yes, growing up in church and all of that, but it wasn't until I moved here mm-hmm. in the States and I was about 17, 18 there about when I fully accepted the call to ministry. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I started to see the purpose. And that's when I started to walk and, in the purpose. And looking and back at it, at it now, you can see that every single thing led up to this moment. Yeah. Even though in your mind you're like, nah, I'm just doing this. I'm just doing that. It's kind of like the, the, the stepping stones that God used to bring his purpose forward. So I guess we can say that when you... Because for you... I mean, you were doing all these things, all these things, but then, you know, God, God wanted you. God knew he handpicked you and he knew that you were going to give your life to him. Mm -hmm. And this feels like a whole, I don't want to go into a whole doctrinal thing about people being, I don't want to go into the whole predestination and all of that stuff, but I'm saying that I just... I'm trying to fully, like, yeah, process it in my mind to say it out. But answering the call. That's kind of, I think once we get to the point where we start desiring God's plan for our lives more, we start seeing that everything that happened, we start looking at life in hindsight and everything that happened in the past kind of really and truly is what God desired. It's just that we kind of did our own thing but as the scripture says it's what god's purpose is what will prevail man god's purpose is what will prevail <laughs> and now we're on the other side <laughs> of um recognizing what our purpose is and we now we desire to become even more aware of god's purpose our desire is no Am I doing it the right way? God, is this what you want me to do? Should I do it this way? Should I say that? Should I continue to speak this way? Should I change how I speak? Should I dress differently? Should I... What do you want, God? What what are you trying to do? What are you trying to do? What do you want me to do? (laughs) (laughs) Bruh. (laughs) I guess I can read the next scripture. Yeah. Uh, 1 John 2 verses 15 to 17. 
do not love the world mm, or anything bruh. in the world. <laughs> if anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, mighty God, mm. the lust of the flesh, flesh, <laughs> flesh, <laughs> the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, bruh, <laughs> weren't we just talking about this? Weren't we talking about this in the last episode? Yes, about we... what your eyes, bruh, <laughs> <laughs> what you see and then what it... you hear. Oh my God. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Everything coming into alignment. And the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away. Mm. But whoever does the will of God lives forever. That's exactly what we just said. Bruh. Like, <laughs> right, I'll just read a little study notes because I like those. They give more explanation. So verse 15, do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. These words may be rephrased as stop loving the world. John's readers were acting in a way that was inconsistent with the relationship with Christ. Mm -hmm. World here is the morally evil system opposed to all that God is and holds there. In this sense, (laughs) the world is the satanic system opposing Christ's kingdom on this earth. Did we we read that already? Yeah, weren't we just talking about it? Weren't we talking about this in the previous episode? Bruh. I'm just, so when I decided to do the podcast with Carisha, she's like, oh, I didn't write anything down. (laughs) Matter of fact, I have four things that we could choose from. Um, Let's do, let's decide which one we should do. So what we're talking about now was what we decided on doing first. And while she, as we prayed before we started, the Holy Spirit said, nah, start with the other one. And I said to her after she prayed, I said, um, the Holy Spirit says that we should do the first one first. And whatever we need for this episode, we will get from the first episode. And <laughs> here it is. <laughs> Literally, wow. everything we just spoke about is what is coming to light in this episode. Can't go wrong when you choose the Holy Spirit, you know? Can't go wrong. Holy Spirit. Can't go wrong, bro. And I feel like the 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 biggest takeaway from all that we've talked about today in both episodes, it's just truly a desire for what God wants mm-hmm. for us. It's not about um, just to draw back from the previous episode, it's not about our sexual desires. It's not about what our body wants. It's not about what other people want for us. It's truly, it's not even about what we want for ourselves. It's about <laughs> desiring what God wants for, for us and seeking him. 
um, the scripture says that seek ye first the kingdom of God and all things will be added unto you. And if I desire what God wants, it means that every single thing that I could, even the things that I can't even imagine desiring for myself, God will give them to me. And it's not a, oh, let me just serve God because I'm going to get what I want. It's, <laughs> it's not even about that. <laughs> no, because... I cannot. No, go. I feel like I've, I feel like at some point, everyone becomes guilty of that point that you just made all right let me serve god so that things can go right it, it becomes transactional almost yes no and then you realize that a relationship with god is not transactional it, it, it don't work like that it's like god i'll do this if you do this matter of fact if you do this i'll do this <laughs> and god says no ma'am first of all god is a covenant keeping god so oh if you tell goodness. god me God, whatever you want me to do with my money, I'll do it. <laughs> Cues and, and then God the situation. Says, you say you want I. Oh my goodness. Like our lives every day is such a reflection of the relationship that we have with God and the communication that we have with God. And I feel like a lot of us as believers, I hope that's not the, the. I hope a lot of people don't have the same experience. We come into 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 Christendom thinking that God requires us to, you know, do this, do that. It it almost feels like there's a big stick, mm. and it's that's not what it is. It's truly a relationship with God, and it may become harder for a lot of us who haven't had like good relationship examples, right. but God is not a God who's going to club you over the head if you don't do as he says. He requires that you have a relationship with him. You talk to him, you listen when he speaks, and you speak too. Cues a struggle. <laughs> you speak too, and you, you talk to him. It's a back and forth thing, and that's how you're going to know what God desires for you. And I'm learning a lot of that now. <laughs> Not these episodes draining us. <laughs> I remember. You remember that time I went with you to North Point? When I went to preach? Yeah. I don't think I ever told no, you. No, you didn't. I never told you what happened. Oh, my God. Okay, Holy Spirit, let the testimony begin. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so I... I had a lot of things go wrong for me earlier this year. Like, here I am serving God, trying to do what I think God desires. Go wrong or, you, or not how you... You thought it was supposed okay. to go? Yeah, like the Holy Spirit literally <laughs> just flipped the script on me because he was like, that's not actually how it works. That's not what you should... Anyways, so I went through a hard time because I thought I was doing what God desired of me and I was working so hard, you know, just doing what I thought would make my relationship with God go better, do, you know, like how it's supposed to go, like, okay. And yeah, no, it didn't happen that way. And I was struggling so much, like so many things were not going according to plan and I had to pull back from... A lot of things I had to pull back from ministry. I had to pull back from 
the, the pressure was just real. <laughs> and I had to pull back. And it was in pulling back that a lot of things became highlighted in my life. And I called Carisha quite often. I was like, bro. <laughs> Whatever we <laughs> Whenever we send um, voice messages back and forth that are, you know, just us talking about, well, me talking about the things that I'm experiencing, I put somewhere in the voice note, you know, dear diary, just so she knows that this is me expressing what I'm going through. And she invited me to North Point for a um, service that she was preaching. And I was so proud of her. Man, I was so proud of her. I was so excited to go. And there, so many things happened. <laughs> but things keep happening <laughs> so many things happened that led up to that time and even in going yeah the, the holy spirit is really something else anyways we went and she gave her word and i was like bruh i stood there like eh, wow it was the first time outside of our little community that i was hearing her preach and yeah, the Holy Spirit just did his thing. And after the service, I was standing at the end of the aisle and, um, you know, she, you made an altar call, did you? Mm -hmm. She made an altar call. And I'm standing there just, just worshiping, talking to God. And then the Holy Spirit was saying, Carisha had mentioned something earlier as we were driving to North Point about a song that came to her about being at the altar. And I brushed it off. Yeah, because, like, why are you telling me that? Oh, <laughs> like, that old Jamaican song. And I said I woke up with the song in my heart. Like, okay. I didn't even Holy pay attention prayers. to it. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I'm worshiping. I'm at the end of the island. Um, the Holy Spirit is saying, go kneel at the altar. And I was like, there were two spaces. One to the end where, you know, I could slip out of where I was sitting and go there and nobody would notice me. And there was another one that was dead center. And I was like... Yeah, no, I'm not going there. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still worshiping, still worshiping. And Holy Spirit's like, that one right there. And I was like, mm -mm, not going. I won't follow you. I'm not going. <laughs> and I, you know, decided in a moment to be obedient. And I went and I kneeled at the altar. And I was, you know, just praying. And I was talking to God about all the things that I was struggling with. And saying, God, you know, my desire is really to serve you. Why are all these things happening? Why am I experiencing all of these things? If it is that I'm doing what you've asked me to do, if, you, if I'm serving how you've asked me to serve, why am I experiencing all of this heartache, all of this hardship? And I was just there talking to God and someone, I still have no idea who, I think her name was Bianca. Someone called her name after and I, I recognized that she was the person standing next to me. And she came over and she knelt beside me and she started to speak into my life, thus saith the Lord. And I was like, whoa, I was blown away because she spoke exactly what I was experiencing. And hearing, I know it wasn't her speaking to me, it was the Holy Spirit using her to speak to me. So, because there is no way this person who don't know me from Adams is going to come and say all of these things to me. I broke down. I broke all the way down because God spoke directly to all the things that I was struggling with. And it was like a weight being lifted mm. off of me. And it was in that moment that I recognized that a part of the reason why I'm experiencing the things that I'm experiencing is because of the desire that I have to do what God has called me to do. And yeah, so sometimes we... we 
we desire God and we desire to serve God and we desire the things that he wants for us and we experience some things and we don't recognize that it is in the experience that God is teaching us that yeah this is really what I want for you this is really how you are going to serve me and not only is he showing me that he, I'm doing what he wants me to do he's also releasing me from some of the things that I thought I needed to do to serve him and bruh <laughs> she, you know she, she's his word to me in that moment was daughter you don't have to be perfect you don't have to try so hard I already love you the way you are I already love you for being who I have called you to be don't you don't have to work so hard it's okay and I'm not a god who requires a show I'm not a god who you don't have to fix it up you can be raw before me you can be real before me it's okay and he was also showing me that walking with him and desiring him is not performative and if there's anybody in your life as a child of god who makes it seem as if you have to put on a performance to be a child of God, then start praying about that situation because that's not the God that we serve. He purposed us, as the word said, for a reason. He, he made us for his desire. He created the life that he created for us to be who he called us to be. And if you're in a situation where you feel like you have to, you know, be trying you have to speak a certain way, you have to dress a certain way, you have to talk a certain way for people to recognize the God that is in you, then, yeah, something's off. Or desire is to truly please God, not man. Or desire is to do the will of God, not man. Because another thing that he said to me in that moment is, you can't fail me. You can't fail me. And... Man, that was hard to hear because I've spent so much of my life failing people and failing myself and just doing things that in the eyes of men would make me a failure, but that's not God. That's that's not God. You can't fail him. I can't fail him. And yeah. So, it's the first time you're hearing that. <laughs> I never I've tried to tell you but it, it, God wanted it. Do you remember the last time I said maybe you're not supposed, supposed to tell to, me right. the Holy Spirit will reveal when when we're supposed to talk about it. Yeah. And I've been I feel like I've been lighter since that time. It's 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 so refreshing that you never know the weight that you're carrying until God takes it from you. You never know what you're how heavy your heart is until God takes that thing away that is making you heavy and I was saying to her like there's this newfound freedom that I don't even know I don't know how to act sis <laughs> what do I do now <laughs> and it's yeah Holy Spirit just did his thing and I'm seeing the fruits of my labor for Christ I'm seeing that you know things not things won't always work the way I want it to work but at the end of the day, if I'm desiring what God wants for me, if I'm working and walking towards his plan for my life, then no matter what happens, I'm going to be all right because it's not a performance. It's not a show. I can 
fall, I can break a leg, I can, but at the end of the day, I'm still good. Because, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> why are you looking at me like that? Because <laughs> I, I'm listening to you and God just kind of just, <laughs> three things kind of just came out and I, I yeah. <laughs> All right, so one is, we had a previous conversation about expectations. Oh, As you share that testimony of what God said to you about you not having to be perfect and, you know, mm-hmm. things don't have to be, you know, how. This reminds me of, <laughs> I was, should I even say this, but I was showering <laughs> and talking to God because normally that happens. And... I remember just talking to God about just feeling the weight of the expectations and everything that I feel that I'm carrying and that is placed on me as a young person, um, a young person pursuing ministry and just all of these things and being basically like a pioneer in my family, just going forward and Mm -hmm. doing all these things. And I remember the Holy Spirit said this to me and I Well, I I don't even think I've processed what he said to me. But when he said this to me, (laughs) he said, are you placing expectations on yourself that I am not placing on you? We had that conversation. I remember it. And when God said that to me, I realized that I was carrying things I didn't need to because I'm not the one who went... On the cross mm-hmm. and everything is already paid for and all I have to do is submit to God and if it it just means taking that step each day it doesn't mean I have to have things figured out for next week mm-hmm. each hour I submit to God each minute I'm submitting to God and that's what he requires mm-hmm. and sometimes I forget and I place a level of expectation on myself and I forget that it's not for me to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm placing a level of expectation on myself that God didn't place on me. It makes our walk harder, I feel. It, it, it means that we're carrying a cross that God already bore. And crosses are heavy. <laughs> crosses are heavy. And the next thing that kind of came out was fixing yourself. A lot of, I've seen this and I've experienced this so many times in so many conversations, especially with unbelievers. And they say, I want to give my life to God, but I have to fix this first. Hey, you obviously are trying to... Not just unbelievers, but believers too. Mm-hmm. When God calls them to a ministry, I'm guilty of this. When God called me to ministry and keeps calling me to do ministry projects, and I keep saying, God, but I'm not worthy of this. Mm-hmm. I have to fix this first mm-hmm. before I can do that. Not realizing that it's in the process you're of tugging doing a that. lot. You're tugging. You're tugging. <laughs> kind of like this podcast. <laughs> I delayed this podcast a year before I answered what God wanted me to do. Yeah, I remember. And I'm seeing now where God is using this podcast to heal a lot of things that I didn't realize that I needed healing for and answers to. Mm -hmm. 
I feel, yo. <laughs> I feel like there are several episodes coming out of this one. Yeah, yeah. because the last thing that I want to kind of just bring out is kind of going back to our previous episode. You stated that you're, you, God said to you, you know, you're going through what you're going through because of what you desire. And I know this is not the episode of sexual desire, <laughs> but you're talking and I just felt the Holy Spirit just, bruh. He do that. For people who desire marriage to honor God. Those are the people that go through a lot of sexual temptation. Because you're not just doing it because it's for a business or anything. You honestly want to honor God with your body through. You see that as a ministry. You see that as a covenant. And it's, it's important too because going back to that podcast, it's important when you truly decide to give that over to God because he's going to use it to to reward you. He's going to use it to bless you. He's going to use it to bless others. I forgot what I was going to (laughs) say. Oh, it's going to come back. It's It's coming back. That desire that you have to serve God with your marriage, that covenant that you're going to make, is gonna serve you when you actually get married because you're gonna remember it that covenant is gonna mean more to you than actual just being married. Mm-hmm. And when you have difficult situations in your marriage, it's that covenant, it's that covenant that's gonna keep you in the marriage. Because it's so easy to say, oh I this marriage is hard, I don't want to do this anymore. But because you desire covenant with God through your marriage. Honoring that covenant is going to keep your marriage together. Yeah, we just segued into a whole different episode. I'm just saying. That's why... (laughs) That's why a lot of people, it's not that... Because we go through this whole thing of the one. Mm -hmm. And what are we talking about? Dating and all this. Anyways... (laughs) Finding the one and all of that. And sometimes God brings that person to you. And it's not that it's the wrong timing for the relationship or whatever. But the enemy is fighting because he sees what that marriage is going to do Mm -hmm. for the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. It doesn't necessarily mean that you both will be preaching. It doesn't necessarily mean that you both will be doing something. But it could be that someone like me, I'll use myself. I'm doing the podcast. I'm doing all of these things. But then... The person who you marry may be the one who will be good at editing. Yeah. Who will, you know, take out all the background noises. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how you both are fighting within the kingdom and doing your part within the kingdom as a married couple. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing you just mentioned about the couple who... The wife who is not degreed or as degreed is the one that is out there ministering, and yeah. her husband. And him being the having the PhD in mathematics is what opened the door for their min- missionary ministry. Because there are some areas that are sensitive areas, mm-hmm. so you can't go in as a missionary. You have to go in as, as a teacher. Yeah, look at God. Look at God. 
Look at God. So, sometimes you're with the right person, you're just getting the fight, and you have to push through and pray. Yeah, sometimes you desire, your desire for what God wants for you will put you in some uncomfortable situations. Some very uncomfortable situations. Yeah. But you just got to keep desiring God. <laughs> you just got to keep desiring God. Yo. Yeah. Y'all, I just... Mm. I feel like we're, we're going to have to marinate on all of the things that we spoke of. I was ready. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm processing. Well, I'm loading. You see the, the little... Arrow? <laughs> it's not an arrow. It's loading. Oh, it's a little thing. Loading. <laughs> Ah, uh, you want to end here? <laughs> I feel like there are so many other things that have come out from this that we are going to have to come back to. Wow. I was not yeah. expecting this. <laughs> no, like the biggest <laughs> thing is just that your desires, bro. You wrote it down, right? Okay, cut. You're going through what you're going through because of your desire, because your desire is, is aligned with God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't even. Yeah. I, I, s- <laughs> <laughs> I had to sit on that for a few weeks because it literally blew me out of the water. Because even, even recognizing that that's what it is, it doesn't make what you're going through any less hard and any less pla- painful. And sometimes you even question like, God, is this necessary? <laughs> like, do we got to be like this? Mm. Well, then we're the ones asking to be more like Christ. So. Yeah, that's what you get. <laughs> that's, what, that's what we get. So... You go through it so that you can grow through it. It sounds so cliche, but it is what it is. It is what it is. But just recognize that even in going through it, God is... The fact that you're going through it means that, you know, that purpose is becoming... Mm. Mm -hmm. Someone, I remember someone saying to me that they get worried when things go smooth. (laughs) Because it's when things are smooth that it shows that <laughs> the got enemy you, is you just, looking like the enemy is like, hmm. hey, this is no threat to me. I'm but there. as soon as you're doing what God calls you to do, every demon from hell. That that has been my experience too. Like there are times when I'm called to do things in the ministry, and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not gonna do that because I know what's gonna happen next. I'm not. I don't want to go into that kind of warfare right now. Let me just. But how are you going to grow if you don't go through the things that you're supposed to? Like pulpit ministry, like every single time that I'm called to bring the word, it's, it's hard enough putting the word together. <laughs> <laughs> but knowing what you're going to experience before, during, and after, bruh, makes you not want to do it. So don't, don't, don't be looking at preachers and think, oh, He's good at public speaking. He got this. Nah, fam, it's hard. You have to be fortified. Fortified. Mm. Mm. 
I, I just remembered Ephesians 6 or 5. Um, about the, <laughs> the armor, of, armor God. of God. Yeah. Doing all this to stand. You have to. Because if you were if you were if if you were cowering, you would need an armor, really. Bro, first of all, how is it that we say we don't have answers to things, but like <laughs> the answer is here in everything? Because mm, let me not even say it because because this is guilty. Yeah, me too. Sometimes I'm like God. Me don't know the answer to this. What do I do now? This is hard. And God is like. Oh, cool. Bruh. <laughs> uh. Okay, guys. So, the armor, of, <laughs> the armor of God. Finally, Ephesians 6, 10 to 18 <laughs> is what I'm going to read. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in, and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the, ar the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand, after you, mm -hmm. you do everything to stand. You have after to be you, fortified. After you go through what you go through. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in, in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Mm -hmm. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit on all occasions. All, <laughs> all occasions. occasions. With all kinds of of prayers and requests with this in mind be alert and always keep on praying for all the lord's people Bruh. read the note that you have there <laughs> so i have a note on the bottom that i wrote while in service, I was in fasting service on July 1st, 2020. You wrote the date? Oh, cool. It's a prophecy. <laughs> and it says, <laughs> God has ordained me as a pastor even before I knew it. God has ordained me to be a great teacher of the word. Whenever I sit down to read and prepare the word, I should place my hand on my forehead and pray that God's intellect will take control. There will be battles against the um, against my mind from the enemy, but just allow God to take over. So warfare of the mind. Mm -hmm. And then this part, 
the passion for the word of God and the burning questions you have to learn you have to learn more is just the doing of God so embrace it isn't that what did you just one? write what did you just write what, which one the isn't last... it that the thing that I started off with from Proverbs am I 19? aligned with God's desire for my life and my are my desires what God wants for me bruh you got your answer yeah, the passion for the word of God and the burning questions you have to learn more is just the doing of God. So embrace it. So embrace it. So to answer your question, are my desires what God wants for me? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is good. Yeah. This is good. Almost an hour. <laughs> this was good. <laughs> wow. I'm closing out. I'm <laughs> processing. Oh, goodness. Yeah, let's pray to close out. This was really something. Mm -hmm. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for the revelations. We thank you for the reassurances. We thank you for the answers to our questions, to our prayers, God. We thank you that you are indeed doing a new thing in our lives. You are doing a good thing, almighty God, and we thank you for this opportunity to be able to experience what you are doing in live and living color. We pray, almighty God, that Everything that we have discussed in this podcast will be a blessing to somebody else. We pray, almighty God, that you will use the words that we have used, almighty God, to minister to someone who may be struggling with their desire to serve you, who may be burdened with the desires that others have for them, almighty God, so that they will indeed experience the freedom of what it means to walk in your will, in your purpose for their lives, almighty God. Father, we thank you for the work that you are doing. We thank you for what you've started. We thank you, almighty God, that you are a God who indeed completes everything that you have started. We thank you, almighty God, that you knew us before we were even formed in our mother's womb. We thank you, almighty God, that you have kept us. Even when we strayed, almighty God, you've brought us back to this point where we can truly walk in the desires that you have created for our lives. Father, I pray that you will continue to have your way in us, continue to use us to minister to others, to bring your word across to people who may not be able to hear it from the pulpit, who may not be able, almighty God, to have someone in their lives share it with them. I pray, God, that you will strengthen Carisha, that you will strengthen her ministry, that you, almighty God, will continue to just pour out Almighty God, as she sacrifices her time, her her, ooh, her finances, Almighty God, to do what you have called her to do. Father, we bless you and we honor you today. In your mighty name, I pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank amen. you for joining us for another episode of Raw Before Christ. And as you can see, merch is out, guys. Merch. You can <laughs> You can reach out to me via email, rawbeforechrist at iCloud.com, or you can find me on Instagram. We now have our own Instagram page, rawbeforechrist, and you can just reach out. 
Yeah, or you can also comment on YouTube. Yeah. You do that now, too. Yes. Wow. Look at you. (laughs) Look at you growing. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for having me, by the way. No problem. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bless you guys. Take care. God bless you.